All right, that should be pretty good. I Maybe we're so. synced now. Okay. Maybe. All right. Why don't we both say blue peanut butter at the same time? Uh, okay. Ready, set, blue, blue peanut, peanut butter. butter. Why'd you say it slow? <laughs> because <laughs> I was trying to... <laughs> the way Because <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to start it first. <laughs> Welcome back to the Cinematic Kangaroo Court podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. <laughs> and I'm also Kyle. Today we've got a bit of a different uh, shtick for you here. Normally we do film, but today we're delving into another topic. Books. Specifically audiobooks. Indeed. But don't worry, uh, there will be an accompanying full podcast to go along with this because the audiobook that we're talking about today is World War Z, which luckily had a movie. World War Z, baby. Yay. Movie was so good, I can't wait to talk about how good it was. Uh, me too, dude. It's going to be the best ever. So probably this will be the middle section in that uh, yeah. episode. This will um, this will replace our controversy. It'll be our uh, audio book section. Yeah, bingo, bingo, bingo. All right. So, <clears throat> that's gonna be lovely to listen to later. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh, World War Z. We're talking about the complete edition uh, for the audio book. Uh, it's by Max Brooks, and Max Brooks is actually the interviewer in the book. So the the author reads the, the point of view of the interviewer, who's like supposed to be the author of the book as well. Yeah. Which is neat. Very meta. And then we got a whole cast of characters. It's great because it's a, a complete cast of uh, readers for... <laughs> Everything. Uh, for every, Each character has its own voice actor. They have voice actors. There's all voice actors. Every person is a voice actor. I thought it was super cool how they did that. Yeah, and oh my god, they have it, it so really, many good people. Oh yeah, it brought it to life so much more than it would have been. Like, yeah. either reading it yourself or having one person read it all the way through. This definitely, like, brought each character to life and gave it their own, like, twist that wouldn't have been there otherwise because it has, like, a whole different attitude when someone else reads it, you know? Yeah, I mean, the whole book is basically, like, uh, like a written documentary. 
you know what I mean? Where yeah. like each each one kind of tells the story of each, a different person. It's all through the perspective of this zombie outbreak that happened that resulted in a in a war. So I don't know if you were just having one person read a a bunch of different people's accounts of something that could have gotten so stale. But because they had so many different amazing people reading all these different characters, uh, you know, they had. Freaking Mark Hamill, Alan Alda, Simon Pegg. My favorite Pegg. to listen to was Alan Alda. Oh, me too. His character was the bomb. Yeah, I like this character a lot. I don't know, just so many phenomenal, phenomenal people reading. Nathan Fillion, Masioka, which, by the way, I freaked out when I realized it was him. He, he's, uh... Did, did you ever watch the show Heroes on NBC? Uh, no, I did not. All right. Well, there's this uh, this Asian dude, this Japanese dude, and he is named Hiro, and he can control time and teleport through time. It's super cool, uh, but I recognized his voice from it, and he was, like, one of the, the, I don't know, I forget. He showed up towards, like, the end of the book. Mm-hmm. A- Asian character. Um, super, super cool. So there's just tons of, like... Really good people. I mean, Mark Hamill, dude, playing the Joker and uh, Fire Lord Ozai in um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I mean, just just everything. Yeah, just so good. Mark, Mark Hamill gets around, dude. I mean, I I think I like his. All right, here, possibly controversial opinion. I think I like his voice acting better than his actual acting. Yeah. Yeah, just because no, his actual his actual acting can get like it's, a bit yeah, over the top. It's okay. But. Yeah, it, it. I think his his voice acting, the extremes that he goes to with it, work really really well for animation or for just voices. You know. Okay. What I mean? Well, I have a question for you. Are we talking yeah, yeah. old act like his acting as in old Mark Hamill, like original trilogies? Or are we talking like? recent stuff because i haven't i honestly haven't seen him in any recent stuff uh all of the above gotcha i mean original trilogy he does fine like he gets the job done he's okay in it yeah nothing Uh, special right but like you know i don't know more recent stuff he's uh i can only think of (laughs) recently he was in the flash as the trickster and it was just, ah He's basically the Joker, but real life and less effective. <laughs> so well, it did, was just bad. He did voice the Joker. Yeah, which is why, like, you would think it could be good, but, like, it was just super, super lame because it's just Mark Hamill. Whoa, wait, wait. Was, was the trickster the one that was in, like, the jail cell and then he, like, got busted out and he yes. gave everyone like poison or something yeah okay then i did see that and yeah he was all right <laughs> yeah it was just kind of like oh all right yeah. but you hear him in this and it's like it's i don't know there's something so believable out it about it like i think i think there's actually a believable quality about the entire book you yeah. know it's cool because they they make the zombie thing like such a a normal thing at one point you know like you don't it it, it's not registering with these characters how weird it is after a while because it's just the the lives that they're living in you know it's just how it goes and well nothing seems overdone either you know it's it's just kind of 
they went through their daily life. This became their life, and that's it. There wasn't any weird super mutant beings attacking them. It was just people that died and came back to life, and it was just kind of like a matter-of-fact thing in the book. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you watch some of the movies, not necessarily World War Z in this case, but uh, say, like, Resident Evil... Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all these like weird mutations and stuff, which I know it's a whole different it's T virus and whatnot, but you get what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, I do. I- even if looking at the World War Z movie, like I think the only thing similar between the book and the movie is that there's the title World War Z. Uh, they both have zombies, and I'm pretty sure Israel had a wall that they, they built. Yeah, they did. And that's Around about Jerusalem. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and the zombies aren't even like the same. They're not even. No, close. they're not. These ones, they're like generic zombie. In World War Z, they're more like rage virus from uh twenty one days yeah. later. Which yeah, no, exactly. if you're gonna do like okay. So I know we're not supposed to get in the movie yet. But no, we're no, kind of no, we can we're, talk about it a little bit. On the topic. So in World War Z, the movie you know how they're fast and like they can climb and blah blah blah. Yeah, they, I like, mean eventually they like they, make they... all the sounds and stuff. Yeah, they're like they kind of yeah they click their teeth and make like kind of screechy sounds or whatever. Yeah. So. Dude, you should see the waveform when I was going clickety clack. It, it looks dope. Oh, I will see it. Yeah. That take makes, a ticket gander at that. I'm later. excited now. <laughs> Good. Anyway, keep going. So. <laughs> By putting that in, World War Z, I feel like focused too much on the zombies. Like, it was a story about zombies instead of a story about people surviving zombies. Which, I'll tie this into the book after, but if you're going to make zombies be something more than generic zombie, then you have to do it like 21 Days Later did. You know, Mm because they had those fast, like, spoopy zombies, you know? Yep. But they weren't in it that much, and when they were in it, they were always in the background, and it was always focused on the characters, like, trying to survive, not just zombie massacre type of thing. Yep. But World War Z, the movie, was the complete opposite of that. Tying back into the book, since it was, like, the generic zombie... Actually, I think they could have pulled it off even if it wasn't generic zombie, to be honest. But either way... They focused way more on the people, which I thoroughly enjoyed, because it was about mm-hmm. their story instead of, oh no, zombies. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't know. I think, I, I mean, that's one of the things, I know people have kind of fallen off the Walking Dead wagon a little bit, but like, I don't know, I still enjoy it, uh, but that's one of the things that initially drew me to it, was that, yeah, it was like, oh, well, you know, zombies and stuff. But it was all about the characters. Zombies were there as a plot device that, like, it was conflict, and they're the antagonist. But, like, really everything revolves around the characters and how the characters deal with their new situations and just processing it. It's, I don't know, I think The Walking Dead is way more similar to World War Z, the book, than it is, than World War Z, the book is to the movie, if that no, makes sense. No, I'll agree with you. <laughs> I'll definitely agree with you. And I'll, I'll definitely give you that early Walking Dead 
I thought was pretty solid. And yeah. They did do a good job of like balancing it, but later on when they like settled down and it just got too boring, in my opinion. But, no, I think that's fair. But they did still focus on the people, so I mean, it still works. But yeah, I, I definitely think you're right that Walking Dead does follow a similar type of like development to World War Z, the book. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was trying to think about like some of my favorite parts of of the book. And first of all, I noticed it was difficult for me because it was an audiobook. I feel like I have a hard harder time remembering a lot of like the the things that happen because I'm usually doing something at the same time. So like mm-hmm. I'm at work and I'm doing something. Uh, but there were ones that stood out to me a lot. Obviously, Alan Alda and Mark Hamill's parts stood out to me a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite part was the guy who marketed the vaccine. Oh yeah, um, chapter twelve. Yeah, and I believe that's actually Martin Scorsese. Yes, it is. Yeah, as Breckenridge Breck Scott. I love how, like, ruthless he was oh and, like, just his perspective. Because, like, listen, that's probably how somebody would react. All right. Yeah. Let's say we have uh, a, a zombie outbreak. You know that Martin Shkreli is going to be on that so fucking fast and just make something and say, like, yeah, totally it works. Yeah, make some bullshit drug yeah and it's not gonna do shit and he's, and he's gonna little shit eating grin on yep and he's gonna make a boatload off a bunch of stupid people who are just super scared yep <laughs> totally. so uh, I, I i loved how real that was and how that was just like part of that world you know what i mean yeah absolutely and I, the uh fear sells thing from that is what really i i thought that was like just the awesome part of that that whole chapter was when he started yeah. talking about how fear is the greatest like economic drive because yep. uh what sells more than fear and then they went into all the examples of like commercials selling fear and blah 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 yeah which yeah. fed into him talking about how he sold the drug as fear but I thought that was super cool and then I was even in the in the car listening to it and I was like you know what? It's kind of true. <laughs> oh no, it totally is. Yeah. Like without a doubt. Absolutely. I don't know. I I think uh there's a lot of things about this the audiobook that like are just just true ideas in a lot of ways even though they're applied to a yeah. a fake situation. You know, talking about how the the socioeconomic stuff led into it, yeah. how there was a lot different about war politics. Yeah, all the different war stuff and, like, you know, uh, I don't know, just trade and all the the border stuff, the border problems and all that, that stuff is just, like, they talked about it as if it was historical facts. And, it, you know, I thought that was kind of neat. It made something that I would normally personally not find as fascinating interesting because they added this new element to it yeah they hooked it in really well yeah but i could also see somebody who does find you know historical analysis of this kind of thing fascinating listening to this sci-fi book and like absolutely loving it because there is so much of that aspect in it it's definitely different than the uh the average sci-fi yeah Uh, especially zombie sci-fi right right it's it's a lot more down to earth 
mm-hmm. than your average sci-fi, I think. It's, I'd call it, like, realistic zombie. Yeah. Like, if there's to be, a like, a zombie apocalypse that actually happened, this is, like, similar to what it would be like, I feel. Yeah. Just from all the people's reactions and government's reactions and blah, blah, blah. No, I, I agree with that. I think they did a good job of, like, coming up with scenarios and, and seeing how they might play out. So I, I'd buy it. All right, what, what was your favorite chapter to listen to? Favorite scenario? Uh, Martin Scorsese's. Martin Scorsese's. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, the salesman, the drug marketer. I think that one was the most interesting. I think my favorite yeah. to listen to was the astronaut one. Oh, uh, that was super cool. Yeah, but that's probably yeah. Actually, just playing you and I were my, the whole space, space love. <laughs> you and I were actually texting while we were listening to it. Yep. Uh, we were at different points, and I had I had listened to the astronaut one, and I texted you. I was like, "Dude, you're gonna love it." Yeah. And you, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you did. Oh, I also like the canine one a lot. Oh, the guy who had the dog and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I remember that guy now. What was your least favorite? Some of the ones in the beginning had, like, a little bit of a slow start for me. Yeah. Now, I mean, I will say, is it, like, my favorite book that I've listened slash read? No. I I think it's got cool aspects. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, th- I, I think it's, like, well done for exactly what they were going for. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think... This is absolutely the best version of what this could be. I think I would I would enjoy listening to it way more than I'd like reading it. And I think I would like listening to it in this format way better than I would like even a movie adaptation of this exact thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like, I think a true movie adaptation could be really cool though. I think it could be cool and I think it could be done well with like a few vignettes pick like five of the characters that they introduce throughout the book and like kind of cut between them telling their stories and then use those to introduce flashbacks to them in the situations they're describing yeah do do like one from each section there's like the the beginning section with warnings and then there's people blaming each other uh which leads to the great panic and then like kind of the changing tide as they're like kind of pushing back and then more on the home front and then expands more around the world and then more war and then like the final section kind of wrapping a bunch of things up yeah my favorite book still of mice and men oh of mice and men is good i'm reading ready player one right now and i'm loving that so far oh i was actually gonna start reading that it's well, super not, super good not reading but listening yeah no i'm i'm actually reading it right now and it's it's solid i think my favorite book ever though is the hobbit never read the hobbit Oh, it's so good. It it it's I like reading The Hobbit because it's it's like all the fun of The Lord of the Rings packed into one book. So it's not too long, it's not too big of a journey that you have to go on. It's not as like political as some of the stuff gets in Lord of the Rings. What do you mean there's not three movies worth of material in that one book? <laughs> no, there is absolutely not. It's it's one of the only books that I've read multiple times, too. I've read that book like at least three times. I I just love it so much. So the fact that the movies were what they were was 
slightly disappointing, but... Well, those gave me cry face, because LOTR was, like... <laughs> cry face. One of the best things ever, and then Hobbit was, like... <clears throat> you know? Yeah. It's the only I way to put there's... it. There were still things that I enjoyed about The Hobbit because, like, I don't know, seeing some of this, my favorite scenes in my favorite book come to life was just kind of cool. I think they, but, they meshed the original and those well together with, like, scene building. Like, with the trolls that were uh, frozen. Yeah. Like, they did that perfectly and stuff like that. But the first one, the first one was solid. Yeah, the first one was pretty decent. If they had, I could even see them splitting it into two yeah. two movies. The third one or whatever. was just an atrocity. Yeah, it was so unnecessary. And even a huge chunk of the second one yeah. just didn't need to be the way it was. Anyways, but we're not talking about yeah, that right now say, because we're, we're probably going to do an entire podcast about all of those movies. Yeah. Uh, L-O-T-R but month. anyway, yeah, LOTR month plus a Hobbit week. Yep. <laughs> anyway, back, back to the... World War Z. Uh, I recommend it, checking it out. Uh, either if you're into zombies and think that character development as a result of zombies is neat, or if you're super into historical slash sociopolitical conflicts based out of uh, random events, then this is like right up your alley, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely agree. Oh, I thought of an, another character that I liked, the blind monk. Oh, yeah, that guy was awesome. Yes. He was hardcore. Uh, I'll definitely have to agree. I don't read a lot of books. I, I listen to a solid amount of books. I usually do one every couple months, which is still not that much, but... <laughs> I don't know, uh, but still, I mean, we're we're both in school right now. Yeah. You know, we we got things going on. Yeah. Busy, you know? Busy. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll definitely suggest this to anyone who's into sci-fi or into zombies. I mean, it's really cool. It's an interesting format. I've never seen that before, so definitely worth a shot. Plus, getting to hear some of your favorite uh, actors doing voice work is pretty awesome. So why don't we do a... Uh, little mini recommendation section here okay since uh this is kind of the standalone portion at the moment yeah so, all right wait you got to recommend something specifically that you've listened to on audible it doesn't have to be related but it has to be from audible oh lordy you go first yeah, yeah. okay uh I need to i've open listened up to my audible app and scroll through the like eight million books <laughs> so since i was i was listening to this recently anyway i was like all right well let's listen to some other stuff at the same time I just listened to two books in the past, like, couple of weeks. Uh, one of them is Professional Idiot. It's a memoir by Steve-O, uh, and it is really, really good. <laughs> it, like, if you like Jackass and you like Steve-O, oh boy, this book is for you. Because it's basically... How the fuck did this guy survive? I mean, the heck, I don't know. Are we allowed to swear during this Philly D thing? I don't know. We've we've already swore like eight times. Oh, no shit? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. By the way, this is for the DeFranco Book Club. We're doing this as a, a little tie-in, so there you go. But the Steve-O, Professional Idiot, 
hilarious, really good, and it's basically how did this guy live just at all, and he's still alive. And by the way, he's been sober for ten years. Good on him. Oh, but he definitely was not for a very long time. No. The, <laughs> <laughs> I also listened to the subtle art of not giving a fuck, which was excellent as kind of an anti self help book. Just kind of like get off your ass and just get things done. Stop feeling sad for you. Do it. So I just finished both of those, and I'm currently in the process of listening to American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Because Does that have to I, be the TV show? Yes, it's what the TV show I is based on. I was about to watch the TV show because I heard it's real weird and real good, and I like real weird and I like real good. I'm about halfway through it. Uh, I'm pretty much the same place in the TV show as I am in the book. And it is absolutely real weird. I haven't decided if it's real good yet. Okay. Yeah, that's the jury's out on that. But real weird? Oh, yeah. Check that box off. So the very first book I listened to on Audible was when I had my painting job. And it was uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That was a cool book. Movie was trash. Oh, really? I didn't um, see it. The ending. Ugh, the ending made me so mad. The really? ending was so stupid. Don't give it away, dude. No spoilers. I didn't. I didn't. Except that everyone died at the end. Ha! Everyone's spoiled. Savage. Yeah, I never saw that movie. <laughs> the first audiobook I listened to on Audible was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I love that book. Never read it. I read it in middle school, and then I went back and listened to it a couple years ago uh, on auto audiobook, and it was so good. I also read Orange is the New Black on Audible. How was that? It, it was a book. Y- these don't sound very much like recommendations, dude. <laughs> okay, Born Standing you ca- you're Up. You're kind of sucking ass at this. <laughs> you know what, man? I'm trying <laughs> with what I got. <laughs> you liked listening to audiobooks i do but doesn't why do you pick shitty ones uh born standing up it's by uh steve martin and Uh, is it the the next installment in the born born franchise yeah cool all right thanks guys thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) no go ahead Steve, Steve Martin, you said? I originally read this uh, way back because I wrote an essay on it. Uh, this was like elementary school. But I repurchased it on Audible recently because I loved reading it, so I just wanted to re-listen to it. And it's a really cool book. I'll definitely suggest it. It's like a autobiography. Okay. And it's Steve Martin, so you know it's going to be hilarious, too. So yeah, yeah, no, it's it's funny. He goes, he talks about, like, how he got to where he was in comedy. That's awesome. I respect Steve Martin so much as a comedian. Oh, like, yeah, I love Steve Martin. Dude's awesome. Super cool. That's probably way more recommendations than anybody uh, who's listening to this is probably going to need. But that's plenty, so They're going to have a lot of Audible books from Audible, 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 Audible. 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 Put that in your shoe and sniff it. <laughs> Do we get paid every time we say audible? Audible? I thought that's how it worked, dude. Audible? Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. Hashtag maybe an ad. 
Hashtag sponsor audio. Bull. Bull. I'm glad we both <laughs> just did that. When we need to match up the sound, I'm just going to look for this point and just put bull. Just make that match up and then we're golden. <laughs> and like, it'll make everything else off, but that one moment will be perfect. Okay, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in to this special episode of the Cinematic Kangaroo Court Podcast, ckcpodcast.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at ckc underscore podcast. Uh, we've got our Facebook page, which uh, should be Cinematic Kangaroo Court. Uh, we will have this episode, this mini episode, uploaded onto our YouTube channel, and then hopefully upcoming uh, podcasts will actually be streamed on Twitch while we're recording, yep. and then we'll take those streams, archive, and put them on our YouTube channel, rip all the audio, and put the podcast up on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that fun stuff that we normally do. Find us on CKC Podcast or Cinematic Kangaroo Court, anywhere you're looking for us. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.